The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night I reserve to answer all of your questions about love, sex, and relationships. Yesterday, I started with an email, and we it was the last one, and we really didn't get a chance to get people's uh, input, and I think the person who wrote in really did want to hear from others, so I'm going to share it again with you today, and there's a follow-up. Also, there's some uh, response. I don't know if you remember, but there was a follow-up email about the guy who wrote in whose wife had been basically romance scammed, but she has fallen for it, hook, line, and sinker, and is planning to marry a 19-year-old from Nigeria so that he can get his papers. And the whole thing sounds a little crazy, but he was asking, when is it too soon to date? So I have some responses on that one. Uh, But this one, I wanted your input on this too. So uh, here it goes. I was picking up a few things at IGA in a parking lot helped this young woman likely in her late 20s early 30s load up her car with groceries we got to talking and I was in one of my humorous moods because I can be funny at times we parted ways and we met up again at Janku too I jokingly said wow if this is not fate I don't know what is how can an older guy run into the same beautiful young lady twice in the same day she laughed and asked me if I was here to pick up my Viagra told her of course I buy it by the carton never want to run out uh, she asked me if I would like to go for coffee with her at Second Cup, and I figured, why not? She, we got to talking. She told me how she is living with her mom, bad divorce, has two young kids. To make a long story short, she came on to me and almost outright asked me to take her back to my place and have sex with her. I told her I'm 60, average looking for my age. Why would you want me? You can have any guy you want. Her answer was, I like you. You make me laugh. You're a nice guy. I want it, and I know you want it too, and I have the time, something I don't have too much of lately. I'm proud to say, as much as I wanted it, could have done it, and no one would have known, I declined. This is what went through my mind. Take her, no one will know, and it will be uh, great no string sex and she is hot but it is cheating and what if my girlfriend finds out sex is great with her and trust will be lost not to say I will have to live with the guilt forever nothing worse than seeing my girlfriend cry and for what maybe an hour of sex after I declined we talked a bit longer made her laugh more and parted ways now I feel guilty even going for a coffee with her so the question is um, for our listeners if it if, if this was your partner telling you how would you react or do you think it's best to say nothing and he says yes I know maybe I should not I should not have gone for coffee in the first place which is you're right you should not have gone for coffee in the first place because it was quite flirtatious in fact and you were crossing a line there but what would you tell this man? Keep it to himself or share it with uh, his partner? That's a, it's a bit of an ethical dilemma there, right? Nothing happened, but there was a, a little bit of a line cross there, nonetheless. Uh, so a couple of things. Um, if this guy is in a relationship, I don't think it is so wise to flirt so much with women. If he just wants to be friendly and not get into a situation where he has a potential to cheat, 
Just make a joke and move it along. No need to follow a young woman around ready to be her knight in shining armor and no need to pay her compliments. It sounded like this guy led the woman on. It sounds like he could be missing something in his relationship. My guess is he is not getting enough attention from his current girlfriend. So I don't know if any, if, whatever you want to add to this, please do at 514-800. Another person writes in, or be in an open relationship. So he could have taken advantage of that beautiful opportunity. A human isn't another's property. Being free spirited is important. That's fine. But if you're not in an open relationship and have not had the conversation, then this is, maybe this is a springboard to having that conversation and thinking, okay, do I want this? Do I want variety? Do I want to take opportunities? And of course, if it is um, consensual non-monogamy where you talk to your partner about it and you both agree, then it would not be uh, considered uh, cheating. If anybody else wants to add their two cents, please do at 514-800. So um, if in terms of, uh, in response to the guy whose wife, well, he's leaving his wife now, but who left for a young uh, Nigerian person who she met online and, by the way, sent about $23,000 already. And according to this gentleman, his ex-wife is planning to marry this guy who happens, he found out happens to be 19 years old, probably, I think the same age as their own children, from what I understand. Uh, boy, is she in for a rude awakening. In my opinion, he should do some soul searching and digesting, accepting of his situation first and foremost, in order to be authentic towards himself and whomever he may meet afterwards, which he has plenty of opportunities to do thereafter. So the, the whole dilemma was, should he be uh, dating? They're still living in the same house. They have not yet divorced or moved out. I think April is when they're supposed to move out. I say you wait um, until things are a little bit more uh, official. And the Gemma was saying, like, once he tells the story to these potential to these dates, they ghost him. They run away. Nobody wants to really get involved with someone who doesn't seem to have severed ties. That's part of uh, that's part of the problem. Uh, let's see the wife who is sending that wife who is sending money to the Nigerian guy is a complete loony who will deserve what misery will follow once he arrives to marry. I doubt the marriage will last long before he leaves. Years ago, I had a profile on the gay Romeo website. It was flattering to receive messages from cute guys in the Philippines. But when one of the guys who was planning on moving here requested me to co-sign for a credit card, that is when I put on the brakes. When I told him no, he had to be independent. That was the last I ever heard from him. And I wonder if people who realize like when you marry or what have you, you're like on the line for like 10 years, you're responsible for them. So it's not like you get married and you get divorced, you know, three months later, like you're on, you're, you, you're on the hook for that. Uh, and you're, you become responsible for that person if they don't have their own, uh, papers here. Uh, all right. Uh, texter says, share it in terms of, uh, should the gentleman share with his, uh, girlfriend that he almost didn't, but you know, the thought crossed his mind 
flirted with, had coffee with, and was was basically uh, um, like propositioned. Should he tell his girlfriend or not is the question. So Texter writes in, share it, trust me, if Brad Pitt showed up and wanted to have sex with his girlfriend, she would, and that's okay. He had a great opportunity, and when they come to you, you should take advantage. She should be understanding if she genuinely cares for him. Really? So we should be understanding that our partner will cheat because an opportunity came to them because somebody good-looking hit on them, and so we should take every opportunity. Isn't when we're in a relationship as long unless you've discussed non-monogamy, that this is an understanding that we have, that we do not betray trust, I would think that would be important first and uh, first and foremost. Uh, more of your uh, questions uh, coming up. I have a question about cold sores on the lips and uh, many more. So if you want to send them in, send them at 514-800 or you can email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Some text messages here in response to our guy who's in a relationship, uh, went for coffee with the woman just to be friendly, according to him, but she propositioned him and uh, he declined. Now wants to know, should he tell his girlfriend, so he's written in following up, I really don't think I flirted by giving her an innocent compliment. Is it so bad to pay a compliment and make someone smile? I don't think the issue is that. The issue is that you met a stranger, paid her a compliment, which I don't have an issue with, but you went for coffee with her. Why would you go for coffee? You say, no, I did not lead her on, no thought of sex at all, zero intent. Well, in your head, but maybe in her mind, a guy who agrees to go for coffee who she just met maybe had a a different thinking of that. A couple more texts here. Uh, Somebody says, fess up and give it up. So there's, uh, there's something. Another texter says, I've always flirted with women and it usually pisses off the boyfriends more than it does my wife. Um, and for the guy whose wife is running off with a Nigerian young gentleman, uh, this guy should put money into another account, cut her off, cut her money off. But I think this guy will suck every cent he can get. And when money stops, so will he. And back to our coffee guy. If that guy had any sense of personal integrity, he never would have gone for a coffee with a stranger whom he found attractive in the first place, thereby encouraging the possibility of infidelity. At this point, he owes his partner being honest about what actually transpired. So there you have it. Uh, text, he writes back, I think I will say nothing but lesson learned. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you learned the lesson and that you know how to handle these situations uh, later. If it should ever happen again, like don't go for coffee with a stranger who you're flirting with flirting. You can be charming and, and nice and people can give other people compliments and make people smile. I don't have a problem with that, but I think the message was different because, you know, she said, let's go for coffee. And you said, sure. And that's the, that's the problem right there. 
Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. I don't know how to identify myself either as a M or a W, so I'm assuming a man or a woman, for I have had sex with both genders. So first of all, we're taught there's, there's a gender identity and there's sexual orientation. You're mixing the two here. You, uh, you've had sex with both. I don't know if you're a male or female yourself, but, uh, you would be identifying either as gay, straight or bisexual. So if you've had, it doesn't, even if you've had sex with both genders, who are you attracted to? Uh, how do you identify? Who do you most fantasize about? Who are you more, more likely to, um, uh, romance or, or crush on or etc. will determine more or less your, uh, your sexual orientation, but you can also be bisexual. So this is not about identifying gender, but more identifying your, uh, sexual orientation. So I hope, I hope that, uh, that helps right there. Uh, hi, Lori. How much does HIV antiviral medication cost per month for a person living with HIV in Quebec and how can one afford it? That's a good question that I do not have an answer to, but I can find out about that and get back to you, um, on that. So I have a few sources that I can uh, explore and find out how much that costs and whether it's covered or what's covered by, uh, by our Medicare system or health insurance or, what have you? Uh, text her. It's oh my god, lol. If it bugs his head, he should tell her. And if she's an intelligent woman, she'll smile and probably even tell him he should have, as long as he used protection. I yeah, I'm not so sure that's how I would respond. Oh, hope you use protection, honey. Like um, no, it's more like okay, thank you for telling me. I'm glad you didn't do anything. Uh, I appreciate you uh, letting me know. And that's where it would end. Um, all right, let's get some more questions here. So if a person has or gets cold sores on the lips, does that mean they have it on the genitals? Should I stay away from giving her oral sex? What are the precautions of dating a person you know has facial herpes? How to touch, when to have or not have sex? I think everyone needs to know this. Thanks for your time. So there are two different strains of, uh, herpes. One is, uh, genital herpes and the other one is, uh, herpes on the, uh, on the mouth. So mouth, uh, mouth sores are commonly known as cold sores, which a huge portion of the population actually has this virus. Some people, it can you know, they'll get a, one cold sore a year. Some people, one every whatever. Some people get them more frequently associated with stress or, or getting sick or what have you when your immune system is down. But otherwise, um, so many people have this. Now, if you have a cold sore active on your lips, you do not want to perform oral sex or kiss your partner anywhere because this is where, uh, it, you know, it, it can be transmitted. So from the mouth to the genitals, it can be transmitted so that the person develops genital herpes of the first strain of the mouth strain, but nonetheless, it will have the same effect. So yes, if you have a cold sore, avoid, 
giving her oral sex. If you're dating somebody who has uh, who has an active cold sore, just know that until the cold sore is healed, uh, then you do not engage in, uh, in sex where the mouth goes anywhere near the genitals or on your mouth. That way you, uh, you won't get it. So, but again, it's not a, um, there's no, no shame there. It should not be stigmatized. It happens. I, I don't have the exact, uh, percentage of people, but it's high who have the, uh, the herpes virus in their, uh, in their system. So not to worry, just be aware. Awareness is, uh, key. Uh, so many people are self imprisoned by unknowingly following bad programming from their youth. Do you want to elaborate on that with what, uh, what are you referring to exactly? Would like to hear from you. 514-800. If you have a question about, uh, about sex, about relationships, I'm here to answer them all evening long tonight. 514-800 to text in, but you can always call in at 514-790-0800. Uh, do you know which cream is the best for facial herpes? Well, there's a few on the market. There's a Breva, there's, um, lit, lip something, lip, I forget the names, but if you ask the pharmacist, there's a few of them that are, uh, that are used for that. They're a bit pricey, like, um, you know, close to like 20 bucks, a little less maybe, but, uh, that's something that you should ask the pharmacist and the pharmacist will direct you, but they are available over the counter. Uh, Texter writes, why look at it in the negative sense? The guy had no intentions to do anything and proved it. He made someone laugh and open up. She clearly needed to talk, including the bad breakup, etc. She obviously got caught in a vulnerable situation and she let her guard down and he did the right thing by politely declining. Let's try looking at the positive sometimes. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for bringing, uh, bringing that up. There is, that is the positive, uh, side of it for sure. And you do have to look at intentions. Like I do strongly believe that we have to, um, pay attention and know what the intents are behind things. Because sometimes we, we make, um, we interpret things like a perfect example is if I step on your toe, either I can act, I've accidentally done it or I stomped on it uh, on purpose. So you're going to react differently if you think I stomped on it on purpose than if it was an accident. So if my intention was never to hurt you, Uh, that's important for you to know. So you don't get angry with me, but you're going to be very angry with me if I just stomp on your foot, right? So intent is really important. Uh, Texter writes in, I want to thank you and the passion community for their input, both positive and negative. Hey, that's what we're here for. We want to help. We want to help each other out, give each other some feedback. Um, I think it's a a beautiful opportunity to, uh, to be able to do that. I was wondering if there's a study that shows what percentage of women masturbate. Good question. And there have been many studies that have asked the question about uh, female and male masturbation. So 
it's around the 40% mark of women who have masturbated in the last year when they've asked that. And then I, you couple that with, uh, when Pornhub released their analytics, they found that 40% of their viewers were female. So if you put those two together, that kind of, uh, makes sense. And that's very different for, uh, for men. For example, uh, men who were asked in the last year, if they'd masturbated 60% said that they had, that still means 40% have not, but, uh, you know, it's hard to tell if people are telling the truth all the time in these, but generally speaking, when they are anonymous surveys, people, uh, generally do tell the truth. So, uh, and about 8%, um, do it about two women, uh, masturbate two to three times a week compared to about 23% of, uh, of men. So there's a lot of different, you know, different studies, but more, more or less coming to, uh, similar, uh, conclusions coming up question about how to fix a broken heart. Maybe if any of you have had a broken heart, could you help our uh, our texter fix his broken heart? We'd love to get some of your thoughts on here. Right now, let's check in with the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. I want to welcome... Um, uh, a new passion partner, Essence 360, uh, which is a, a company special specializing in essential oils and diffusers. And I want you to be on the lookout because we are developing with them, our the passion people and them, creating a signature passion scent. So uh, a nice essential to... I don't know, maybe induce a little more arousal and relaxation and things like that for the bedroom. So if you have any ideas of the kinds of scents uh, of essential oils that you would, um, you would like to see, then give us your input and, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll bring it to the table. So welcome Essence 360. Uh, all right, let's, um, get to some of your texts here. Uh, so somebody wants to know, how do I fix a broken heart recently broke up with my girlfriend of several years? So that's not, that's not an easy thing to do breaking, uh, you know, healing from a broken heart, but I have to say time really does actually heal, uh, a broken heart. Uh, people get over it. People have, uh, man, many of us have had multiple heartbreaks in, in a lifetime, but you do need to take the time to grieve. It is a loss. So you are grieving. There is a process of grieving. It's really important to also, uh, reconnect with yourself, a lot of self love and self care. If you're having trouble, it's okay to ask for help to talk to a professional or talk to, uh, some friends but you will not always feel this way. I think it's really important. I know it doesn't feel like that in the moment. Sometimes in the moment of that heartbreak, you're never ever like 
this is the feeling you're going to have forever but that isn't uh, that isn't so uh, text writes in for the person with the broken heart I wore my heart on my sleeve more than I cared to admit I suggest not be going to social bowling pool whatever being alone wallowing in sorrow will not help healing a broken heart so uh, yes, being active, you know, there's a, an old joke that says, uh, to get over someone, you have to get under someone. I don't particularly ascribe to that. Uh, but uh, sometimes it helps to be social and to, to meet up with people and, and what have you, but you've got to feel ready to, um, to date again. Uh, once you contract a cold sore, are you stuck with it for life or is there a way to prevent it from ever occurring? No, you are stuck with it for life. Um, it's just that you just don't know when the eruptions will happen. Some people will tell you that they, it can be, it's predictable. Like when they happen, like, especially if, you know, they call them fever blisters. So if you have a fever, your immune system is down, or if you're a very, for example, they can, uh, they can come out. Um, so it's a virus that, that you do not shake. Like it stays in your, uh, it stays in your system. Uh, Texter says the church has programmed people to feel insecure and fearful, and that's bad. Don't get me. People generally only want each other. That's fine. So you're talking about monogamy and non-monogamy. And I, and I do believe like there was a study done that showed that some people are not wired for monogamy, but other people are. And monogamy becomes a choice that we make. It's a decision that we make. And we should be talking about this uh, in relationships. It's like if you do not believe in monogamy, then that has to be really clear when you're dating somebody who might think that, uh, that it's just a, a given that you're going to be monogamous. So definitely something we need to be talking about. Uh, in the case of your listener going for coffee, he didn't go through with it because of old programming that he and it seems his girlfriend are victims of. I used to be the same, but managed to rewire, reprogram myself and have never felt better. Um, but yes, agreed, uh, but that's for you and you, and if you're in a, a, if you have a girlfriend or a primary partner, your partner has to be on the same, on the same page. Uh, I'm getting some sense, uh, advice here. Jasmine is a great scent. Jasmine, I'm going to tell you is my favorite scent. So, uh, I think we're going to try in the passion, uh, signature scent that we're creating. Jasmine is definitely going to be part of it. At least I want it to be part of it. So that's going to be something that I'm looking at, but I hate musk of any kind. Well, musk has its own um, qualities, uh, in terms of arousal, actually. Someone says lilac scent is fantastic. Uh, another says, uh, I'm surprised that only 40% of women masturbate. I would have thought it is higher. I am a woman. No, that's, that's about the number until we make it okay. Like we just don't talk enough about female sexuality and female uh, women taking control of their sexuality and feeling free to do so and, and, and free to explore themselves. We're still carrying these old messages. For some reason, there's quite a double standard when it comes to female sexuality and, uh, and male sexuality. So there's certainly nothing wrong with women self-pleasuring as much as men do. 
nothing wrong with it, but why is it that when, if I ask a group of women, if they have, if they could pick out their vulvas in a lineup, the majority, and I'm talking like 99%, uh, would say no, that they can't. So a lot of women don't know their bodies well enough or have not taken the time to explore, etc. So that's, that's important. Uh, for the broken heart, I won't give you cliches. I'm so sorry for what you're going through. I'm there too. Best advice I've heard is that you don't move on, but you can and will move forward. Baby steps. Use this time to learn about you and truly work on falling in love with yourself every day. No, Dr. Lori, respectfully, you never really get over it, but you do move forward. Hugs. Well, I think there's always a part of you when you've loved anybody that stays, uh, that stays with you, but you do go, th- you do get, um, through it. It's not time alone, by the way. Like I don't want people thinking, oh, just, you know, just wait, it'll all go away. Like you have to be active in this process, um, as well. Uh, coming up, more of uh, of your texts about cold sores and broken hearts and how to beat a broken heart and some wonderful sense that people are, are giving me. Uh, we'll love that. And then someone else who um, is a trans admirer. Talk about that. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Lots of wonderful texts to share with you right now. Uh, Here's a question. Dr. Lori, this may sound like a nasty question, but I'm truly curious regarding this. A male anal secretion that looks like semen, is it really semen and can it impregnate a woman? No, the anus, through anal stimulation, there are anal secretions or anal lubrication, um, but it is not uh, semen, so cannot impregnate. I'm not sure how you would get get there. It has to go into the vagina to impregnate. Uh, Broken heart. Try to change your routines to avoid things that remind you of the person and create new good routines. That's good. Um, With uh, around uh, female masturbation. Come on, ladies. Want equality? Masturbate as much as men. And for our uh, coffee date flirty guy. I agree it was honorable of him to decline, but that doesn't change the fact that he simultaneously nevertheless overstepped his ethical boundaries by going for a coffee with a stranger because he found her attractive nonetheless. Uh, someone else writes in, uh, around herpes. I'm sure you've heard it before, but herpes is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's not much of a gift, but nonetheless. And when it has, uh, now a text, uh, with regards to consensual non-monogamy, I agree. Both people have to be in agreement and always honest with each other. Uh, my wife gets cold sores. I kiss her all the time and I've never had one. Is it because I'm immune or a carrier? I don't think you can be immune. Uh, you probably maybe are a carrier, but it's best not to kiss a partner who has an active cold sore, like an open, uh, sore. So on the lips, um, because you could get it doesn't mean you will, but, uh, certainly you could another text. I don't agree with the fact that time alone heals anything. Actually, it all depends upon how constructively you employ that time rather that will ultimately determine a positive outcome instead. I'm in a full agreement with you. I think time is helpful. Um, but you need the time to do the process 
of, uh, of grief and also taking care of yourself and reminding yourself of what your own strengths are, being able to look in the mirror, love what you see, etc. So that is uh, definitely a process. Uh, the passion poet weighs in so many questions, so little time. We sometimes wonder where is crossing the line. No one is perfect. Mistakes will, will, we will make, but love always wins over because it's give and take. Lovely, lovely. Uh, another texture says, uh, my all-time favorite scent is musk, actually, for both men and women. See, and for someone else, it musk was not that. Vanilla was also brought up as, as another uh, wonderful scent, which I love also. Um, texture writes, I really think the 40% is extremely low number. This is for female masturbation. I doubt it is accurate at all. Women do not admit personal things like that. Men do. Most women are dishonest about their age. Why would they be honest about masturbating? Bet you it's more 75 to 80%. Uh, no, I, I, I believe that. And I've looked at the research. There's multiple, multiple, multiple studies that have been done on this, uh, and asked the question, whether it's anonymous or not anonymous, and they come up with this more or less same, uh, same number. So uh, I would think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Texter says, that is not why I went for coffee. So it wasn't because she was beautiful. It was because I felt like one and second cup was a few doors away. Come on, really? Really? Would you have gone anyway without the invitation? Um, I don't know. But, you know, it's okay. You can tell yourself that if, if that if that helps, I guess. Uh, 514-800, still a couple minutes left if there's anything you want to uh, to add to this. Uh, so this person says, I am a trans woman admirer. I'm 42 and I'm thinking of dating a trans woman. So someone who was a male who uh, became a woman who may or may not have had full surgery. So you say, does this make me gay because I still love women or am I bi? So uh, it's hard to say. Are you talking about completely operated trans women? So they have uh, vulvas that have been constructed, or are you talking about trans women who uh, have their uh, their male genitals still? So there's a, somebody who wrote a book, and we we had him on the show, and it was very interesting. I found it fascinating because. Uh, the way he was talking about it was he felt that it, it it's a separate orientation. Uh, and he wrote a book called Trans Oriented. His name is Michael, ooh, I forget the last name now. But nonetheless, it, if you look up the book Trans Oriented, you will, uh, you'll get a little bit of information. So I thought that was an interesting concept because I have met people who, um, on a number of occasions, men who have this attraction to trans women, but in no way consider themselves, uh, gay or even bisexual. They still just love women, but somehow this part, uh, and usually they're non-operated, um, somehow they are attracted to that. So, there's something to be said for, for this trans orientation. 
Uh, Dr. Lori, the task of education in which you are embarked takes so much courage that I have no other word to tell you, oh my God, that you are a wonderful, beautiful human being. Bless you. Uh, that is so nice. That's, wow. That's really, uh, really very sweet. After, and by the way, speaking of education and sex education, I just finished watching on Crave uh, the documentary about Dr. Ruth, Ask Dr. Ruth, which I absolutely love to see how she, how her career evolved. But she got into radio very much the same way that I did by someone asking her to just share her expertise on one show and then it became a thing. And um, so it's really interesting to see, but she's had such a like, uh, like tragic, so much tragedy in her life. She was a Holocaust survivor and then went through so much to get to where she is. But man, that woman is a hardworking woman and still she's 92 now and Uh, is still producing and talking and and what have you. And I think she was a big inspiration for me, um, certainly growing up and hearing her. So So if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. Talking about somebody who's educated millions and millions and millions of people. Love it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. By the way, this music that you're hearing uh, towards the end is uh, the the last uh, song by Stephen Voice, uh, uh, Love in Montreal City. I love it. Absolutely love it. And he's giving us permission to use it every night to end the show. So listen to it when we're done here. So I better get off the air, right? Uh, Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer. Don't forget, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. (laughs) 